0: Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday.
1: Lord, we thank you for Dave. We thank you for the word that you've put in his heart this morning. We pray your blessing on him now, Lord, as he brings us your word. May it be truth. May it set us free in our minds and our hearts this morning lord jesus bless him anoint him and give us ears to hear what you have to say to us in jesus name amen thank you good morning everybody i've i've got so much material i'm going to speak until i finish until i feel i need to finish so if you've set your lunch for one o'clock just be prepared to go home to charred remains uh, I, I think uh, I want to come back to worship and we want to do some ministry uh, so I will not speak for too long. But I want to start off um, with, with stating something that we don't actually state very often in this, this church as leaders which is that once you are saved you are always saved. That is our clear theology. If you don't like my theology on that or us as elders... I suggest you go to Romans 6 7 and 8 and study it because it is very clear. Once you have given your life to Jesus you cannot be condemned again you cannot not be saved you will be you will be in heaven you have eternal life. If however you do fall away God is faithful to bring you back I was talking to Jill and we were just talking about prodigals there are many of our children who are prodigals and they have given their lives but God is faithful he will bring them back because you cannot lose your salvation that is clear the story of the prodigal son the, the son says to, to the father you know to me you're dead I mean it's a really brutal uh confrontation the son has with the father before he takes all his money goes away spends it all and then realizes that he's screwed it up but what happens the father is always prepared and ready to embrace him and bring him back you can you can walk away from god uh, but you can't lose your salvation but you can lose your inheritance in heaven You can lose the the rewards that you will have in heaven. So that is that is the balance of it. You know, God does this is not a grace of uh, this is not a cheap grace that we preach here. There are consequences if you are born again and you walk away. But God doesn't want to punish you. He wants you to bring you back to repentance. So that's my first statement. And it's all in the context of what I'm going to come and say later on. Uh, One of my favorite um, uh, preachers and theologians is a guy called Tim Keller. Has anyone heard of Tim Keller? Well a few of you, yeah. Okay, uneducated lot, the rest of you, I'm afraid. There you go. Um, (laughs) He was once called the Pope of the Protestant Church. He's an American. He's a super guy, very good theology, and he, was, he preaches um, uh, the gospel every, every week in his church. And somebody came to him who he didn't believe at that time was saved. And they said this. So this is someone who was not yet saved, but very, very close. They said, if you are saved by works, there is a limit to what God can ask of you. Like a taxpayer... So how many of us pay taxes? Right, I'm not from the Inland Revenue, okay? So <laughs> you can be honest, but there are cameras, okay? So, uh, and we, we can snitch on you. So, I, uh, When we pay our taxes, it's like, okay, I've done my bit. That's it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not prepared to do any more. I'm not prepared to pay any more of my taxes. I mean, we're going to have more taxes coming along the way, and we're not happy about it. When you were working for your salvation, it is like that. It is dry and dead. This woman then said, her second sentence was, uh, She said, if you, pay you, "If you paid your dues, uh, said, "But if you are saved by grace, there is no limit." to what he can ask of me. My obedience is unconditional. I owe him everything. I don't have the right to make all the decisions of the, in my life. I have got to do what the Lord says. And this is the wonderful thing. Motivated by joy. When we are saved and we put away trying to work to please God there is such joy. Now that doesn't mean that uh, things aren't, dif- aren't difficult at times but, and that we have to be obedient. And there was another quote that I got in, got in preparation for this. This is another theologian, A.E.W. Tozer. He said, Jesus did not redeem us to make us workers. He redeemed us to make us worshippers. And then out of the blazing worship of our hearts springs our works. I think that just so wonderfully encapsulates the grace of God. We are worshippers. We are not called to be children's workers, preachers, working, feeding the poor. We are called to be worshippers and out of that we do these things because otherwise those things are dead works and they are burnt up when we die. If you've done this just to kind of be, you know, look at me, hello, look at me. Or because we've tried to feel that we need to earn our salvation. These things are burnt up. Our focus is on Christ. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. Um, <coughs> there's, there's a song that we're going to do if, if the band can do it for me that would be wonderful uh, before the throne of God I stand and uh, it's, it says when Satan tempts me to despair and tells me of the sin within I think it is guilt within excellent you know it much better than I do I've got it written down, but I can't be bothered reading. He tempts me uh, by the guilt within. Upward, I look and see him there, the one who paid for all my sin. That is the gospel message. And that is how we use our breastplate of righteousness. Because our breastplate of righteousness is not our own. It is given to us by him. Um, this is where I go away from my, my notes because I feel God this is, this is what God laid on my heart this morning. In fact, last night it started. Um, my youngest daughter, uh, Marianne, some of you will know her. She is very, very particular. She is very, um, very well presented. And she has just moved home a few months ago from London and uh, our bill for washing has just gone up like this, hasn't it, Leslie? Because she will wear things once, and then it's in the washing machine. Now, I have to confess, I am probably the polar
0: opposite.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at Leslie. Oh, no, no, Nick is the op- my eldest son. But I'm not far behind him. You know, I... I have clothes that I wear until they, you know, climb into the, into the laundry basket. As if you'd let, well, yeah. If there was any slight odour, Leslie would go, come on, get the clothes in the bin. But we can be those two ends of the spectrum, if you like, in our Christian walk. Keep short accounts with God. Come to him and ask him to wash your robes of righteousness that he has given you regularly. Now, this is dangerous because he's a very, very fragile. Um, This is a... Oh, it's really slimy. It's about to go. This is a washing up tablet okay I'll put it back you know what they look like I'm sure my hands are all covered in it you need the Holy Spirit when you are working with him to be cleaned up don't try and do these things on your own have you ever washed your clothes without putting the washing powder in it okay they come out they're a bit stiff and starchy but they're still pretty dirty. When we, come to, when we seek out, oh, I've done this wrong, I've done that wrong. Oh, Lord, I've done this wrong. You'll come out stiff and starchy and religious. I don't like people who are religious. Thank, thank you, Paul. Bless you. Let the Holy Spirit convict you. Stand before him, stand before the throne of God and let him, put your Holy Spirit tablet into your washing machine and let him wash your robes of righteousness. You cannot lose them, but you can get them splattered by sin. We all do. There's no chance that we can do that. And this is how we fight against the work of the enemy keep short accounts with God Uh, allow him to come and clean you up because you do do things wrong so I want to be practical about how we do that Um, I this is another confession we had confessions last week from Peter which Peter was excellent last week if you didn't hear it or see it listen to Peter he's Talk on truth is wonderful. We must understand the word of God. Let the word of God also wash you clean. When you read it, it will wash you clean. That's again your tablet to keep you clean. Let the Holy Spirit and the word of God come and clean you. Uh, Now I've lost track of where I was going with that. Oh, I know. Um, Yeah, Monday... Uh, I, had to, uh, I had to go on a course. I've done these courses a few times. Uh, they're called Speed Awareness. <laughs> Neil's feeling condemned already again because he and I... Now, the reason I have to do this is because I have very heavy feet. That's my problem. <laughs> they're very heavy on, on the accelerator. And, and I find it difficult to move to the brake. Um, But (laughs) Um, I also have a new car. This is not some kind of show-off thing, but I've got a new car, and I Skoda. Uh, I had to wait a long time for it, but I got it. But it tells me what to do. It comes up with a little uh, message on the dashboard. Take your foot off the accelerator. (laughs) Put your foot on the brake. Now, of course, I ignore it, because I'm, you know, I, i like... No, because it's telling me when I'm coming into an area that is difficult. That is an area where there is a speed limit, so there are hazards. See, I did learn something from this, <laughs> this, this two and a half hours of, of course. And one of the things I did learn from that course was that you need to work out how you can, um, how you can be prepared. For those things, so that I don't keep having to get speeding speed awareness courses or speeding fines, which I have a number of. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it, it says be prepared. So, it may be that there are areas of your life that you know that you are weak in. It may be, I think Peter was talking about telling lies last week. Such an easy one to fall into that, isn't it? We all tell little, little white lies, they're okay, aren't they? No, they're not. Let the Holy Spirit fill you. Let your renewed, sharpened conscience be like that message that comes up on my dashboard that says, put your foot on the brake. Being tempted to sin isn't sin, as, as I'm sure you know. Being tempted to sin is not a sin. I'll say it again. Being tempted to sin is not a sin. But actually carrying it out is when you fall. So be sensitive by being filled with the Spirit when you are born again. That that little message comes up. Be aware. This is an area where you could tell a lie. You could slip into watching things that you shouldn't watch. You could be tempted to go into areas that you know you've been that place before that is wrong. Stand before the throne of God and ask him to help you. By his spirit, he will help you. And if you do make those mistakes, as we all do, Keep short accounts, like Marianne. Put your clothes in the washing machine. You know, every day. Every day. Be cleaned by, wash by the word of God, by the Holy Spirit. Let him come and wash you clean. <coughs> so, uh, I think I'm going to stop there because I want us, uh, in the prayer meeting, Most of what I've tried to say was said, but in a very different way this morning. Uh, But Lorna uh, encouraged us that today is a day when we need to pray for healing. Peter came and brought a message to me saying, I think we should pray for healing. Uh, Anne's got a message about healing. I think God's saying something. So let us be obedient. I'll go back to that that thing that Tosa wrote, Jesus did not redeem us to make us workers; he redeemed us to make us worshippers, and then out of the blazing worship of our hearts springs our works. I want us to come to worship, and then I want to pray, I want you to pray for each other um, the four of us as elders we're not the guys with the with the magic sticks you are the body of christ you are the body of christ you can pray for each other and if you are feeling condemned you need to stand before the throne of god and confess your sin and he will he will cleanse you from that you can be sure and that is how you fight the condemnation of the enemy. Perhaps I will just go on a little bit more about this because this is an important point. Because there are times when you keep sinning. I have done this myself, being procrastinating, I've talked about this before, procrastinating with money and, and generally things and gets me into a heap of trouble. How did I get out of it? I kept having to repent of it. And with God's help, it wasn't just a one-off, it was time and time again. I had to keep coming. Sometimes these things are broken over over time. Sometimes they are broken like that. But sometimes God teaches us his faithfulness, his wonderful nature, as we uh, stand before him, confessing our sin, by the help of the Holy Spirit, allowing him to wash us clean, so Steve, and bad, Leslie, do you want to go? you need a mic mm-hmm. Just don't, don't do it. No. I trust you
0: yeah. Okay. Um, does that work? Hello? Dave was um, talking about our sin and works and the breastplate of righteousness. But I just felt, um, it says in Corinthians that Jesus, who knew no sin, became God made to be sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. And it's not we just get it and then we lose it. We are always righteous in God when we come to faith. We cannot lose our righteousness. And Jesus was talk- uh, Dave was talking about, you know, about works. Some of us think that the more we work, the more righteous we are. And that actually is living under law, because the law said you're only righteous if you follow all these rules and regulations. But as a Christian, the law has been paid for by the blood of Christ, and we don't live under rules and regulations. If I do this, I'm right. If I do that, I'm wrong. No, you are righteous always through the blood of Christ. So your breastplate of righteousness is not your work, it is given to you always forever, but you can let it slip if the truth, your belt of truth is not put on, and the truth is you are righteous in Christ, you are righteous in Christ, you are righteous in Christ, always and eternally, but you can if you, um, if, you if you lose that truth, you let it slip then you become condemned and you you live in guilt oh I didn't do that right oh I'm not good enough you are worthy because of the blood of Christ and his righteousness given to you so put your truth on remember your truth from the word of God make short accounts with God when you do screw up because we all do and remember when the enemy says, oh, yeah, you know, you're not worthy of getting that. Oh, dear. Well, you've lost it now. You didn't do enough work. Oh, dear. You lied. Oh, dear. You were tempted. No, I've got my breastplate on. And it is, they, they used to make the breastplate um, really soft. Oh, I've gone off on a tangent. Never mind. But remember, that is the truth of God.
1: Excellent.